0: the following podcast is
1: scheduled for one fall with no time super
0: hot fire the greatest spectacle in podcast entertainment Mr. Nestle
1: That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man
0: who has a better IQ than you, the are inspiring Jaycee. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up this. As no, far. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, no, a no, suck no, no, you, are. you defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is The Jobber. Job. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest
1: edition of the Jabber Knocker podcast. As always, it's the captain of Team Nestlemania. Nestlemania. <laughs> Alongside the ride is, of course, my uh, my my cohort in Team Nestlemania, JC.
0: The true team captain, Nestlemania, is it's me, it's me, it's J Motherfucking C, baby. Oh boy. No, look. So
1: I, I think I would be the captain of our team. Although I think that uh, maybe we would have to be a Jericho Ko kind of co-captain to make sure that our Survivor yeah, Series team would.
0: Yeah, cuz I I feel like the boys wouldn't completely fall in line if we were if one of us was the leader. I think we'd need like the, you know, the light and dark thingo. I think you're a good cop and I'm a bad cop.
1: I think definitely. Definitely. Sometimes. I, sometimes. Uh, I do go baby face every once in like a blue moon, but that's uh that is what it is.
0: Anyway, you had Halloween. Did you enjoy your Halloween? Um, yeah, I actually uh, I I saw our boy Billy. Um, oh, okay. actually uh I went I went actually golfing. Uh, oh, that's right. Day. That's right. It was supposed to be outside, but I went simulating. But then I actually met Billy up later for like a drink. So that's uh, that's uh it. That's my Halloween. No costumes or anything exciting. Gotcha. What about you? Did you dress up for the kids? Uh, I, I <laughs>
1: did not dress up for the kids. Well, that's not true. I wore orange and black because I'm nestled. but that's just me. I'm a pumpkin all year round. Go uh Gardner. My kids, however, were my wife found them uh, night before Christmas uh, onesies. Ooh. So they were Jack and Sally. And they had all sorts of stuff. So they're very cute, very cute. They were also Batman and Batgirl, too, throughout the day. But that's just me. Anyway, let's get into the crux of the show. Uh, Apparently, they're shining this this, this week that we've seen. But uh, it's going to be hard to find. It's like digging for gold. Well, always in the shine. Mandy Rose. But we're not talking about that. But
0: uh, yeah, I'm going to start, actually, with the only theme that I really enjoyed from Raw because you know what it is, Nestlemania. It's the motherfucking Hurt Business they continue to, like, everything they do, even if it's not the best thing they've done, it's still the best thing on the show for me because I just love them as a group. They look good. They sound good. They're tough. They're strong. You, could They're a unit. They're together. And this week, obviously, there were two different things going on with them. The first one was, you know, Lashley squashing truth with, like, the little comedy mixed in him trying to lay down. But this was just a showcase to show that, like, the United States champion is a motherfucking killer. And Bobby Lashley has never, ever, ever looked as good as he does as part of the Hurt Business. But later in the night, I'm excited for this. I know you're kind of biased. I already poo on Twitter. Like, who hey, they going to fight if they win? Well, it's like, I don't care about that. Let's start with step one, WrestleMania, And that is a feud between the New Day and the Hurt Business. I love the back and forth on the mic because you know the New Day. You go at it with everyone. MVP has just been a fucking rock star as the mouthpiece for the Hurt Business. Cedric and Shelton as a tag team I love. Two guys that I absolutely love and having them together and knowing that they're probably going to win those titles at some point. That excites me. They do pick up the surprise win. Once again, it's like, oh, you only crown number one contenders by having them pin the champions, blah, blah, blah. But whatever. They did have the thing that made sense where MVP brought up once again that the Hurt Business eradicated Retribution and that's why they're cashing in the title match. So I like that it made sense in the storyline. And like I said, anytime these guys are on TV, I'm enjoying. So there's my only shine from Raw. How can you say
1: they eradicated Retribution? They're still around.
0: That, are they though? Has Retribution won a match yet? No. Is no, but they're, they're, they're still they, a threat. They beat up, they beat up they somebody. Oh yeah, they beat up Ricochet. Great, they're going for the Raw mid undercard. Great, good job Retribution. How the money it took five guys to beat up Mr. Pew Pew Pew. Congratulations, you fucking losers. Sorry, it's true.
1: I, I, like I will say this much: the but Twitter, the, the Twitter retribution as you put it out the video, him uh, talking about giving them shitty names so they know how I feel. I was sold on that. That stuff right there is put what it on should TV. be, which should be on TV. Absolutely, I think if you're not following WWE Social or following that the hacker on, um, I believe on Twitter. Whatever the message, I think, is is called. Um, that stuff is so much better than the shit they're putting on television, folks. I mean, the fact that he said he was going to give these people shitty masks and shitty names so they had to wear something like he did and, and act out he did and get made fun of to understand his line of logic, I thought that was just extraordinary and would have sent me into, yeah, let's do this. Because whatever we're getting on Raw, as you said, just isn't clicking. I'm sure there's more method to their madness, especially with who they beat up this week. But, whoof. I mean, oof, oof. But anyway, back to the uh, the good of the Hurt Business. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, the, the one thing I did have flashbacks of was when Bobby Lashley was talking about, or on SmackDown as well as Sami Zayn, who hosted uh, Talking SmackDown this sisters, week. Yeah, exactly. sisters? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly where I was going. <laughs> Bobby Lashley and his sisters getting, you know, beaten up on, or at least verbally, by Sami Zayn. Like, or the boot camp match and all that bullshit we had to go through and I wanted to fucking vomit. All that bullshit. But obviously we have different things now, it seems. Uh with the United States and the I, I listen, I will say this much: Sami Zayn, out of any champion on SmackDown, will get my my shine here because he at least made me care and say, "Well, the Intercontinental Championship is for a lot of different com- you know continents and different countries." I'm a man of many countries versus the United States. Ha! They're only United States champion. Who cares about them? You know, like the fact that he's trying to be a bigger heel than the other b- monster heel I was in for. Not that I'm thinking that the Hurt business is eventually gonna be a babyface, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But man, Sami Zayn's on another plane of existence. And I, I you probably haven't watched Talking Smack. I had enough time to watch Talking Smack. Oh, It was hysterical. Go back. If you have like 25 minutes, and if you love Sami Zayn and KO, they 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 kick Kayla out and host the show. <laughs> and the street profits go ape shit when they fucking like they see, oh KO! Like they just they lose their shit. They love it. And Ko and Sammy, because uh, Kayla dresses up as Sammy for Halloween, and Sammy gets so upset. It's awesome. It's it's a great show. It's it was a good show. And the I'll Street make Profits, a deal with you Nestle, man. Yeah, um,
0: I'll watch that if you promise to watch Walter Dragonoff.
1: I will try to. I've heard very good things.
0: About, that's about twenty five to a half hour total. Dude. Okay, so
1: I've heard good things. Also, very much the, the the other thing too that you'll enjoy is we'll talk about later. I'm sure uh, the Mysterio family was on there as well. So it was. Uh, it got serious and it got funny, then it got serious and funny. It was it was really good stuff. So.
0: So you said we're going to talk about that later. Why not right now? Because when I'm looking at SmackDown, oh boy. you know, we're on SmackDown this week. were not great. Uh, like I said, I don't really have much else on Raw. We can get back to that because there's probably something that you want to talk about that I think was good. Um, but on SmackDown for me, like this is a storyline that continues to, no matter whether it's good or bad, it has my attention. Like if I told someone that, you know, you have to watch something this week that actually like had an impact or something that like, when I'm watching it, I don't know what's going to come next and I'm actually glued to the television. It's this shit. Like it continues to be this shit. It is so ridiculous and out there and just, it's every, like, it's, I don't know how it's gone on this long. Cause I remember like every single week I was like, how can this keep going? And eventually I finally bought in. Cause I'm like, you know what? This is just good. It's an actual storyline. And this week it was just, it was more of that. Um, Murphy trying to apologize. Him and Aliyah are out and flaunting it. Like you know, uh, her dad and Dominic still not approving. Dominic and Murphy get in a fight. Ray joins in. Aaliyah saves Murphy. And then she says she loves him. And they start making out. But the star of this segment, he didn't even have to do that much, was Seth Rollins. Cause when they cut to him with that smile on his face, it was like, we've all been there with Seth Rollins being like, You know, you might be out with some friends and then it's just like two, they're kind of going like, yeah, is it going to happen? Is it kind of doesn't make sense? And you see, you're just like, oh, shit, it's actually happening. And so just like that was the best thing of the week for me on SmackDown was just that short little thing with Seth Rollins. just He has been out of this world lately in this feud. He has taken a backseat because it's been so much Murphy and Mysterios. But like his contributions have been chef kiss, mint. I
1: have to say, when I was watching this, a lot went through my mind, a lot, <laughs> a lot, right? So the whole like, here's the other nugget that I thought was interesting about this entire thing. If you heard backstage with the robotic Aaliyah, she said, "Well, my my mom's coming around. And I was like, oh no, oh no. The moms always come around first. Yes, so that's that's telling, right? Like they threw that nugget in there for a reason, which means Angie's coming back, which means it's not good. it's going to be Angie and Aaliyah with Buddy, and the two the two males Mysterios are going to be like what the hell, and then Seth's going to be sitting there back. I wish I could play the ah, ha, 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 because this is that was perfect like that's exactly what it was. Um, I do think like you said it it went on a little too long, but it was necessary. Um, but the one thing that kept harking back to me, and I know what you're going to say, and you're going to defend it, and that's fine. But that kiss, man, that looked like two people who didn't want to be anywhere near each other. It was like, so here's, here's my thing, right? You see passionate kissing. You see, like, obviously it's helpful when they're actually in a relationship. They're not. I know that. They're just people on television. And I know she's not an actress. Like, give me all that shit. Fine. That's fine. Neither is he, by the way. And That's fine. I, I, I will put all that aside. But the whole like I literally thought my television froze because nobody moved. It was just like, mwah, mwah. oh you know, like that.
0: god. So we're on FaceTime right now, and he <laughs> just acted it out. That was disgusting.
1: But no, but seriously, that's what I was sitting there. I'm like, just kiss her. Like, just fucking grab, like, grab each other in a way that like made me believe that you were kissing each other. Now, yes, I know she's 19 and 31. It's weird. It's it makes me feel uncomfortable, especially being a dad. But. Clearly, the Mysterios all signed off on this, right? Like, they all had to. So you'd think that, it, especially on being television, you know backstage. This is this is what I envisioned backstage, right? Vince is sitting there on the monitor going, kiss her, kiss her. You know, like, whatever. And then he kissed, and he goes, what the fuck is this? He barely kissed her. What is she, a dead fish? She flopping. Then she comes back around, and she'll probably come back through the gorilla. And Vince will be like, great stuff. Great stuff. Love it. Love it. And she leaves, and he goes, what a fucking terrible kiss. Next segment. That's a, that's what I imagine. I fucking
0: imagine that being. Pop, pop quiz. Or not pop quiz, but more awkward kiss. Aaliyah Murphy or Otis and Mandy's first kiss? Oh, 100% uh,
1: Aaliyah <laughs> and, and, and Murphy. Here's why. Because at least it it if it wasn't, it was WrestleMania. It was the culmination of everything, in my opinion. And I think that there would have been fireworks for WrestleMania. It would have been like a giant moment with like, oh, yeah, the whole thing. So, I, and plus, I love that a little bit more than I love this in, in certain ways. Shocker. No, in certain See, ways. Dude, I'm putting over Mandy. Cut you. Call I, you? I, I mean, you can't not, you, there's no way to go under Mandy. You only go over. Well, if you're not getting over him, you're getting under him. Anyway, so anyway, the kiss is kind of like just dead fish for me. Like, it just, it was like, it was like kissing your grandma, not necessarily. WrestleMania
0: kiss expert.
1: No, I'm listen. Listen, I'm just saying. Listen, listen. I'm not gonna get down on on, on this right now. I'm just saying. You watch television. Maybe certain people watch uh, adult films, and that's you fine. You watch
0: professional. Okay, so here's the You're thing. You're just saying there's a little passion. No, no, on, no matter on, where, on. On, where you watch hold a movie, on, folks. Hold on, hold on. Television. So, professional kisses. Yeah, if this was a movie, but this is supposed to feel real. And in real life, if you see people kiss, especially for the first time, it ain't that pretty. So for me, there was some realism here. And I'm okay with
1: that. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yes. And be honest here, JC. Uh Not not for the fans. Be honest right now. Only for the fans. Have you fallen in love with somebody before kissing them?
0: And when you say falling in love... She said like, she's in
1: love with them. How can she know that? Here's my thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me finish, let me finish. How can you say you're in love with somebody without testing the waters? No. Like Technically, you take the car well, out for a drive before you know you want to be in, it in there. You know what first I mean? First
0: of all, love at first sight. So like, you know, me and Anna Jay. Oh my first God. Sight, you know. No, first she off, hold on, yet.
1: hold on, hold on. Love at first sight. I picked her out for you and told you about her. I Thank am your talent scout, buddy. You didn't see first sight. Me yeah, was but first I, sight. But
0: the, the first time I saw her,
1: I fell in love. Uh, yeah. And the first time she eventually
0: sees me, it'll be reciprocal. Sh- and I And so. It's kind of the same thing. And know? then you'll have waffles and Ray will be very upset. I'll have to join the dark order. That's the only negative part of this. But yeah, most, the of, most, of, the, most of the
1: women that you go out with are probably in a cult anyway somehow. So it's fine. Jesus. Anywho. We've gotten completely off that, but seriously, can you, you? can, in my opinion, you at least need to take the car out for a spin to know that you like them, right? So they have had well, to it's a kiss. Well, it's
0: one of those things. It's like before you like you know get engaged or move in, people like to actually take the car for an actual spin, as opposed to just like you know trying the door I'm just saying. Off, I'm
1: just saying. And yeah, I might be puppy yes, love, and you can I, say I, I, it's, you a, it's, a, it's a. It's a very small nugget of crap that's in a
0: decent but, thing. That's not so many. You also brought up. She's 19 years old, right. so she probably hasn't had a lot of. She doesn't fully understand those emotions yet. Maybe this might be the first time she's ever felt this way about someone who's cared about her like this. And everyone knows like your first person that you really like get butterflies over or that, you know, actually reciprocates this to you. It might feel like love. So, you know, it could always be that too. I have no problem with it. You know, it's okay. Let people, if, if she thinks she's in love, she's in love. Who am I to judge? I don't know.
1: You know what? He didn't say it back. He probably won't. How gangster. Just saying. Murphy. Certified pimp. Certified pimp. Keeping that pimp pants mm. on. So here's the thing. I'm curious because you're an expert on bachelor and bachelorette stuff. Not uh, bachelorette, only bachelor. Oh uh, whatever. It's the same thing to me. Anyway, one, sure, one
0: dude and thirty guys and one girl and
1: thirty dudes is very different. You just never mind. You spoke and said one dude and forty guys or whatever. I but, know, but you got
0: the point. Hey, there could be a gay bachelor someday. There should
1: be, apparently. That that'd be probably money. Anyway, back to my original point. Since you're a an expert in, in trashy television, uh, with the exception of Billy, because Billy watches way more television than you, uh, <laughs> that was that was meant as a compliment, not a, not as a dig, because uh, Billy's awesome.
0: TV's on Billy D. Tilly. Like yeah, it. I was gonna
1: say TV. Literally, was made for Billy. So, um, seeing this trash, it's good trash. Yes. Where do you see this in a a rela- reality show
0: theme moving forward? Um, I would put this storyline as, if, if you know, it's one of those things because like I. I watch Total Divas. It hasn't been on forever, I feel like. I watch Ms. and Mrs. I watch these. This is just as good. Not as good as Ms. and Mrs. because Ms. and Maurice are like the ultimate couple you want to be friends with. But like I put it up there with like the good stuff on Total Divas because Total Divas has a lot of bad stuff. If this was part of Total Divas, this would be up rush. You didn't really answer it's, my question though. I said, where are we going with this? Oh, where are we going with it? I don't yeah. fucking know. This. That's part of the reason why I'm enjoying it because it's the one thing on TV where it's like you can watch so much in wrestling and it's predictable, and you're like, oh, I guess it's good because like I know what's going on, but the negative is it doesn't surprise me. This one has had some twists and turns, and it continues to find a way where it's just like, whether it's good or bad, it is captivating me. So you know what? When I look at these shows, this is something that stands out because of that, because as I'm watching it, I can't look away, which was for whatever reason, whereas like the majority of these shows, I look away no problem. So I believe that Aaliyah does join the greater good. I, I think that that is where we're headed. I really do. I don't know. I, I, I think you were onto something. I think you said when uh Buddy and Dominic are gonna be tagged. I you know what listen, that would that would that would break
1: my heart, honest to God, if that happened. But whatever, it is what it is. I, I see for some reason Aliyah becoming stupid enough to kind of like fall into this and Buddy like tricked her and now she's part of the greater good and like drinks the Kool-Aid. The I have been bit.
0: waiting for that. Like if this is like them working together, but I'm beginning to think it's not because Seth is just more of like the thing that kind of like he it's just kind of like throws a little wrench into it a little bit, but he's not like the major part.
1: He is with his slick back hair and his, his no shirt and his no socks
0: or maybe ankle socks, excuse me, with his ankle shoes. Does that throw you off? Because it's a good look. No, honestly, like this is the most I have liked Seth Rollins since the Shield. So whatever he's doing, keep doing it, buddy. Because he's not overexposed anymore. He's just fucking funny. He's annoying. Like he's everything is coming up Seth right now. It must be those. It must be that dad swagger he has going on. Soon to come, dad swagger, dad drip. Yep, dad drip. Got that dad drip. I've got <laughs> that dad, dad drip. drip. For all, for
1: like all my all my dads listen, you got that dad drip. Hashtag dad drip. I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I said that. Anyway, is there anything else that's uh, very shiny worthy? Yeah, you? so
0: for me, I mean, I'm still digging Sasha Bailey. Sasha had her little celebration because she's the boss. Um, she's soon to be seen on The Mandalorian, which I can't wait for. Um, but Bailey brought up all the points she needed to being like, look it. It's fine, you can win it, but you know you've never been able to defend it. So I'm like, okay, they're fighting this week on SmackDown. Bailey brought up the thing that you like to say, where now she can be like, "I signed that contract under duress, so it's bullshit." So they got me excited for the rematch. That's all that matters. Let me ask you this: Has she been on Mandalorian yet? No, there's only been one episode, and she was
1: not on the season. So I believe rematch. we looked into it, and she's on like a number two, number five, and number six, I believe. Yeah. So I'd be so curious. if she's on
0: number two, then we'll see her on Friday.
1: So I'd oh, be curious to it. see if she loses on Friday, then, because then it's like, oh, she's on the no. Mandalorian did some press. No, 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 okay. no,
0: bro. No, okay. she. This that I mean, I would, I would think that'll be a schmoz, but because they're gonna want to push this to beyond Survivor Series. But I think she will successfully defend it this time. Okay, it's so. time. It's, I think it's finally time to end that because Sasha's star power, we know, has her ceiling has always been like sky's the limit. Sure. Like no pun intended because of her old theme song, but. It's just, it's, I think it's finally time for them to pull the trigger on that because she is so fucking marketable. And now that she's like starting to star in TV shows, she's, there's a lot going on there. You take advantage of it. I will say she's the only one that has
1: piqued my interest to go like, oh, she's the only one. I mean, like you can say Roman Reigns, but he probably yeah. won't leave for another couple of years, but th- she has the, the ability.
0: She has the ability. She has the look and it just, it's just, it's, it is. It's there. Yeah. It's just, home run. Yeah.
1: So she's, she's on her way. That's
0: for sure. She's yep. on her way. Anything else? Um, bum, bum, bum. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. You didn't I hate. guess we could, we could jump back to rocks. I'm assuming you want to. Uh, da-na-na, da, da-na-na, da-na-na. Firefly, Flophouse, Funhouse, Flophouse. Flophouse. Welcome to the Flophouse, folks. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, this is still great. There was a swear jar, there was a word of the day, and then there was some weird shit at the end that I need you to explain to me. So uh, our boy, uh, if you're not
1: following at Dummyfeds33, he uh, is also a, a fan of being a detective. So uh, if you can't, you know, tolerate me because you know I'm so intolerable, go and check out <clears throat> Dummyfeds because he's a lot more tolerable. Anyway, uh, he 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 believes in the things that I believe in, and that there's always a hidden meaning behind things. Because usually it's my job <laughs> on this podcast to go diving deep into stuff. Uh, Looked, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really really great. Um, there's a lot going on there, and. I got to say, I was interested. It kept me interested because Randy Orton is now the object of three different people. And it's an interesting dynamic that I have yet to see. If I've seen it, it's been a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. And I think that that's cool because I think it's different. And knowing that I foresee, if you look at it, we'll get into the Firefly Funhouse in a second. But if you look at it from a standpoint of this, JC, you look at it like this way, you have your generic... Rematch, Mac showing off his terrible Scottish charisma, and then you know I've got a no one's going to beat Randy Orton but me, mentality. Then you have the fiend who just wants to come out and play and probably screw you over mental wise, and then well, lur- burn the house down. Exactly. There's 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 a long term theme there. So we have a short term and a long term, and then we could have an extremely long term or extremely short term Miz, depending on how and when it happens, which is interesting to me because I do believe. There is going to be some type of crescendo here where I don't necessarily think The Fiend is interested in the championship, right?
0: So The Fiend doesn't care about that. The Fiend cares about... The... I, it's weird because I know, like, like he obviously, like, the biggest motivation is always going to be revenge on Orton, yeah. But we always see it. The Fiend's always talking about bringing his baby home. Obviously, it was the Universal title, but it's now changed to the WWE title. So, like, even though, like, I know the internet and, like, all, like, the smart marks out there be like, oh, he doesn't care... I, he does. But in this one, it's it's a twofer. And you know what, Nestlemania? We all love twofers, even The Fiend. I'm just saying,
1: go with me on this. The, <laughs> the MAC is clearly motivated by being WWE champion. The Miz is motivated by WWE champion. I just don't think that The Fiend is also strategically worried about the title as much as he is about trying to hurt Randy Orton because of what he did. So I think that that's kind of what the lurking is here, where we're going to get a match with MAC, the Fiend is gonna get involved afterwards. And the, it's, it's, it's all, it's gonna be tied together in somehow some way where the, the Mac can't get it done. The Fiend comes out, scares the shit out of Randy. And then somehow something happens and the Miz wins and cashes in. I think that's where we're headed somewhere. How how, and when that occurs, I don't know. It could happen at Survivor Series as you predicted last week. I don't know, but-
0: Well, uh, let's say hope, because uh, I had the Miz cashing in on Roman Reigns, if you remember correctly. That's true, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So- But yes, I do expect, I mean, that Orton Reigns match screams schmoz and fiend and miz and everyone so i don't think that's going to be the peak but i think that's going to be a very big moment as uh on this hill that we're climbing absolutely
1: so anyway we get into the firefly flub blah blah house uh and they talk about abby swearing because she she never swears and she swore twice which 25 cent by the way in the middle of the firefly Funhouse, they cut to the crowd watching that fucking pissed me off in so many ways because there's no crowd it's just monitors watching a monitor but that's uh beside the point um, so we get to the Firefly five Funhouse, and I talk about the three most destructive letters in, in WWE, and you said, P-I-G, and of course, no, <laughs> it's R-K-O, uh, the reason for The Fiend, which was that really what we were talking about, I think, in the thread. Uh, it is a, a absolute nice tie-in, as we've talked about, how we did nobody including the boys, the brothers Quinn, uh, the, tw- the twin Quinns, uh, went to— Quinn brother- Twins. Quinn Twins, excuse me. <laughs> twin Quinn, uh Whatever. They went to WrestleMania and they had to watch that worm on the canvas main event. That was rough for them. So having this crap sandwich spun into a way that's actually, you know, edible into the Firefly Funhouse, basically becoming the fiend, which is why this whole thing happened. Abby is upset. It makes a lot of sense. So I'm I'm in on that. I'm definitely in on that. There's a lot of little things in there that are awesome. And then it kind of ends with Alexa Bliss asking, you know, Bray, can you help me with a magic trick? And she, if you look closely. He puts the heel, not the hurt glove, over mm-hmm. uh, her mouth and she does the long, uh, lolling tongue. Uh, and if you follow our boy, uh, you know, Danny, uh, Danny, excuse me, there's Danny and there's Dami. Dami Feds, uh, 33, he was, uh, jumped the gun on me because I, I I was about to do this anyway. But essentially it is a, uh, it is an Indian goddess, essentially, that sticks out her tongue. Kaliya, I think it's Kali, excuse me, not Kali, the great Kali. Kali.
0: But- Kali. Kali. Anyway,
1: uh, I did some more research after uh, what, you know, Dom put out. But they, she says, she's you know, back in the day, she uses the tongue as a weapon. She's also a very much a, a horrible monster that um, uses sexuality and brutality together. Which essentially, I
0: would... Sounds I guess, like my kind of girl. I was going to
1: say, I, I think that that's where Bliss is headed, especially with the, the eyes and the Nikki promo. Um, she's having her own fiendish feeling, I think, that we're headed towards. Because if you this is what I also connected to, JC. For some reason, with the brawn... Um, you know storyline and Summerslam and all that stuff. We started to see the t- the tongue of the fiend stick out through the mask, right? So I'm I'm drawing that connection here, where I believe there could potentially be a slow, methodical, maybe not a mask for Alexa Bliss because she's got such a recognizable face, but I do think there is going to be more makeup. I do think there's going to be something that looks a little different, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. With this Alexa Bliss character, but the lolling tongue, essentially the whole thing about this whole thing is that she killed her husband. She's got skirts of arms. She's got shrunken heads as a necklace. She's doing all these things, which again, I don't necessarily know they're going to go that far with this because it'd be pretty graphic for children to watch. But I do believe that she is going to use her tongue in a certain way. I'm not necessarily going to say what you're laughing, but that's fine. Clip that off and play it back. (laughs) But I do think that, you know, there are certain things you can get away with. And uh, she is going to really, really scare the pants off of a lot of people, I think, with this whole gimmick. I think it's going to be fun.
0: The only things I have to say are, like, sex jokes.
1: So yeah, I know. I, I, I led you down that road because I want to see what you would say. You're
0: talking tons and what she can do with it and Alexa Bliss. Like,
1: where am I supposed to go? What
0: would you think of that? Because uh, people were a little pissed off. I about was this. mad because I actually – Oh, my I God, actually,
1: who I was, I was. I was part of the markdom. I just – I I can't, for the love of God. They had a good one on the other, uh, Alexa Bliss, a moment of bliss. And then they went back to this thing, and I went – Somebody probably hit the wrong button. That's what it's, it to I think be. it's
0: just one of those things, like – WWE, like things fall through the cracks, the continuity-wise of yeah. the week because they're absolutely. juggling a lot. I think this was
1: wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing really to worry about at this point. So so uh, I am I am curious. I think the promo with Nikki with the crazy eyes really captured me as well as the tongue. And I thought that we're, we're headed in the right direction because she's slowly, slowly turning into something even more and more ridiculous, which is kind of cool. So I'm excited for it. Me too. Very much a, an added Detective Nestle. JC. Yeah, there was a random promo uh, okay. on Raw that oh uh, I think you may have overlapped or overlooked, potentially, possibly, maybe. And uh, I'd like for you to take me on a journey
0: here. Oh boy! I think I know which one. There's you're a Lethal
1: about. Lothario talking to the camera, <laughs> saying that he's going to love somebody or maybe give a rose to some lady. You ready for this? Yep. I believe he is talking to Charlotte, because Charlotte is the girlfriend of C.N. Just go with me on this. <laughs> it's going to work. It's going to work. Because let's. let's I'll, I'll, I'll run down very quickly all the names of the ladies that went through my head. It ain't It ain't Bliss. It ain't Asuka. Although that would be fucking hysterical. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch. She's. He's already done Charlie. He's already, you know, he's made fun of Dana. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Lana because she's been used over and over again. Maybe mm-hmm. Mandy. Maybe Mandy. Maybe Lacey Evans. Peyton, Peyton Rose Royce
0: is the only one that would kind of make sense. Yeah.
1: Peyton Rose, you're combining the best of both worlds there. I know. Uh, Nikki Cross, not going to happen. Uh, Shayna, that would be funny. <laughs> yeah. Shayna Baszler would be pretty funny as well. But it comes back to me thinking that he's talking to Charlotte because... <laughs> She's not there. There's no one to interact with. So I think that that's where we're going. That would
0: honestly, I didn't even think of that. I just saw that promo. And I'm like, oh boy. I, lo- I love Garza. I love his gimmick, but they just haven't utilized it correctly since NXT. And so I'm just kind of, but at this promo, I was just like, what the fuck are they doing? He's still got the Bachelor Rose. Oh, oh yeah. What are we doing? You, you, you wait.
1: It's either, it's got to be, if it's not Asuka or Charlotte, I'd be, I'd be shocked.
0: And watch it be fucking Lana. Good God. If it's Mandy, are you excited or, or not happy? I mean, man, Mandy's allegedly still with Otis. Are they just friends? I don't know what's going on there. They kind of mentioned it. Maybe, maybe there's a hope there. I don't know. But I just, I just, I, I cackled. I cackled like a little witch. I'm, I'm, yeah, that is interesting. I, uh, yeah, I don't have much else to add there because I saw this and I was like, oh, we're using cars so that's good. But I have no idea what this is.
1: No, of course not. And it's, it's an interesting way to keep Charlotte, you know, interested. I guess or not interested in you know, she's the queen, so maybe he wants to be the king. Just saying.
0: I, I am curious when she's going to come back because I obviously did like highlight her at the draft. So yeah, I wonder are we going to wait till Rumble season, or is it going to be before that? It'll be interesting. I have a
1: feeling it's right before the Rumble. If not, yeah, you know, at the I Rumble. think so
0: too because I I would think considering that she she won the Rumble last year without yeah she won the yeah. Rumble last year and challenged Ripley, so I would think that maybe it's her and Asuka at the Rumble as a title match. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Oh, there you go. We just booked it. It could be it could be Lethal Lothario special guest referee. Who does he give his rose to?
0: That'd be <laughs> great. be fucking great. Just in time um, for WrestleMania season. The internet would love that. Two of the most dominant women involved in a goofy love storyline with Angel Hey, Dyson. you know what?
1: Nobody's immune. We've found that
0: out the hard I know, way. I, I agree. I, I, I personally don't have an issue when they do stuff like that, but we know the internet gets all hot and bothered. Them,
1: so well, they can keep their panties in a twist. I don't really give a shit. No. All right. So I don't think there's much more shine. You want to get to the heady stuff? Yeah, my only other thing was uh,
0: Bianca's theme song still slaps, and she's on Team SmackDown, so I get to keep hearing it. But that's I'm about my it. I got I got on my
1: own. I got
0: my own. So good, it is. But good yeah, thing. we can go to the Heat.
1: All right, there's so much here, so we just might as well fly through it, folks. I don't really else to know where to begin. begin. excuse me. Uh, they have uh, the listen. The uh, I don't necessarily hate the fact that Jay Uso beat Daniel Bryan. That was a pretty fucking big deal. I feel like they undersold it though when he won. That was kind of a, he's beaten AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Which yep. is a big fucking deal, but they don't make it a big fucking deal. That pissed me off. Uh, at the beginning of the night, Rain, you know, Rain says he had to get to the end of the night uh, to get to understand where you're supposed to be fall in line and be part of the family. He does, and then he beats the shit out of Daniel Bryan, hurts himself. I think he tweaked his knee, but got up anyway and because uh, he's, you know, part of whatever. So I guess they've fallen in line, which is what we want with this mafia, Samoan kind of thing going on that I kind of hope we get to. Because seeing all them in, like, suits and diamond earrings and slick back hair and Sitting at so, that giant table, I'm in on that. But the rest my, of it was
0: dog shit. My only question for you is this, because like I'm obviously on board with it too. I want it. And we're actually gonna get to more about uh the heel Usos in my uh hope, but we obviously get go from the opening segment, like where he refuses to admit defeat, blah 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 and all that, to him just turning after the match on D. Bryan. What for me, like the only thing that didn't click completely is like, okay, what's changed in this hour and a half window that made him go from one polar opposite end to the other? Like what was was there a moment that I missed, like, in that match where it's like, I should have been, like, keen to, like, oh, that made it, like, did you pick up on any of that? Because for me, it just felt like it was just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to switch now.
1: I thought what it was, was it was a poorly communicated thing. However, what it was for me was when Roman Reigns came down in the middle of the match. Yeah. started watching the match. I think that that's probably what they'll say. They'll try to sell you on that. I don't believe okay. it. It's, a, it's a, yeah, I don't know it's, if that's enough. It's hair-thin logic at the best, Um, but... I think that they're going to just play on the fact that they're going to try to explain it next week in some, you know, ass-backwards kind of thing, and it's not going to be good enough. So for me, I'm looking at it like, okay, Jay Uso is going to probably be on Team Raw. I'm sorry, sorry Team SmackDown. He is right. on Team SmackDown. Right, and so he's probably not going to lose that spot. But what, again, it doesn't make me excited for SmackDown. Like, I'm excited that KO's is on SmackDown, and he's the captain, apparently. They but-
0: have a lot of work to do with their roster because right now the Raw is roster is like fucking clash of the titans yeah exactly (laughs) with their additions like they got they got four of like the most powerful fucking dudes well three of the most powerful dudes we know and then aj and his fucking gigantosaur and his on his side and (laughs) who we think who we think is probably going to be number five would make raw one of the most dominant survivor series teams ever where smackdown is like okay you got ko and then jay uso who's been a tag team specialist most of his career like dan o'brien looks like he won't be on the team now so like who we getting here it's it yeah. certainly seems like it's going to be a mismatch. I would not think that uh, Fox would
1: allow the SmackDown team to lose. So we'll, I bet SmackDown wins anyway. But
0: I don't know. I feel like Team Raw has won the Survivor Series men's match like 99% of the time. Like SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown will win some of the other ones. Like Reigns will probably win by DQ or some bullshit like that. Like uh, I bet you they do have the Street Profits go over, whether it's New Day or The Hurt Business. I think Sasha will beat Asuka. And then Zayn, I think Lashley will probably beat Zayn, but I think, I mean, who knows with the five on five, Raw and SmackDown women's, because we barely know the SmackDown roster, but I have a feeling like the Raw men, like it should just be domination. It seems that
1: way, especially since, we're, I mean, we might as well talk about it. They had a uh, triple threat. Listen, Captain Styles, if he comes out with a fucking hat, I'm in. Like if he comes out with a Captain <laughs> hat, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Every week come out with a different hat, I'm in. But if he doesn't, it's a missed opportunity.
0: That's I awesome. like the idea of this segment, but I didn't think it was executed super well. Like, I thought there were parts of it that I enjoyed. Like, my favorite part of the segment was AJ, like, doing the intros and dancing to Sheamus and Lee's entrances. But I thought those three guys probably didn't do their best job in the promo, really. I felt it was kind of uncomfortable. And then Braun comes out, and we all know with Braun, less talking, more killing is better. There was a lot of both in this. So, like, I like Braun smash, but there was too much of Braun being like, blah, blah, like, I want to be a team, blah. I don't know, It's just like, the kumbaya shit, like obviously it broke down, but this segment just it didn't hit all the notes for me, and that's why I couldn't really put it in.
1: That's fine, and I don't necessarily like it or hate it, but I, every time Keith Lee opens his mouth, I'm 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 done. I'm fucking done. Like he's just like sitting there going, you know, Seamus, I accentuate words so I can sound like Will Shatner while I talk and accentuate certain words, to have $5 vocabulary words. And that's what he does. Speaker shamer. You're a speaker shamer. Listen, I'm an equal opportunity shamer. He has a very specific style. I'll give him that. Extra points for style. But... Good Lord. Like, it's hard enough listening to AJ Styles do his fucking haha gimmick. And then you have Seamus come out there with her hoi-toidily-toidies. And then he come out with, you know, <laughs> he, he, Keith Lee doing his Baby Yoda fucking I'm wiser than everybody else. I speak in tongues. Baby Yoda doesn't speak necessarily. It's a joke. Yoda speaks in backwards tongues. Excuse me. I don't there watch The Mandalorian. I don't have Disney+. Plus. I'm poor. Anyway, back to my original. Life. I
0: use my sister's breath.
1: Anyway, well, good for you and your love well, for your sister. because I,
0: I pay for everything else, so okay. this is anyway, the one
1: thing she pays for. Anyway, the, den- the knocker does not condone this at all. Anyway, going back to what I was saying, Then, and the cherry on top, they add, Bruh! who comes in and verbal diarrhea everywhere. And at the very end, he just goes, oh, I don't get paid to talk. And in my head, I'm like, "Then why the <laughs> fuck did you talk? <laughs> like, what is going on here? We got BMX brawn. We got fucking... Mayonnaise Seamus, we got Keith Lee who looks like he should be fitting into a different shirt and He's wearing a tank top that doesn't fit in a child's medium And then we have AJ Styles over there trying to be the biggest yuck-yuck of all time This this was a bad segment especially at the end where they did the handshake bit and then they fucking attack each other And they missed like it was just so sloppy.
0: I was like this whole thing is so fucking sloppy they tried to go way too hokey when you have four of like the most dominant performers in the ring. It's like right. I get a little bit. Cause like styles is good as that annoying, but, like shit eating heel, but like this, it was too over the top and the other guys like having to buy in, like it was, it was too much of Braun getting involved in it. Keith Lee just fell out of place. Sheamus was probably the best of all of them, but he's still like, Still, like you said, like the hoity-toity shit. Yeah, so. it's the
1: hoity-toity. I can't fucking like. There's so much. And I'm sorry, Ben, because Ben's a big, big Seamus guy. He's probably not even going to listen this week. So I'm going to say, Ben, Seamus sucks. Let's see if I get a text message. I doubt it, because uh, he's too busy being a boss somewhere else. Um, it is
0: election day for him. It's a busy day. It's for a big
1: him day too. for Ben. It's a big Ben day. They're seven and zero, but that doesn't matter anyway. Um, yeah, I. They're going curi- to
0: win this week too. They're playing the Cowboys, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm <laughs> curious to see what they do with the fifth member. You kind of, you kind of alluded to it's it. It's McIntyre. Because you saw, they did a backstage segment with Sheamus where he said, I want you on the team. Braun said on Raw Talk, he wants him on a team. But McIntyre obviously being like, I'm focused on the title. They're probably going to book that match for next week. But McIntyre, I think, is eventually going to end up on this team. Because I think what's going to happen is the Miz is going to try to throw his hat in the ring. Kind of like you remember when like they did this years ago against, I believe, it was the Nexus. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan eventually took the spot. I could see that because that's a good way to play McIntyre and Miz off each other some more. So that would be my guess is It might not happen until the day of the pay-per-view, but Drew McIntyre will be on this team, and he will be the, him and, like, some, whether it's Keith Lee or Braun or something, they'll be the self-survivors. Because Ra don't lose, apparently. Well, because McIntyre is just, like, they're going to continue to push him, like, the number one guy. To the moon, baby. Yeah, as they should. He's been dominant. He's had 2020, he's one of the the guys. It's been the year of McIntyre.
1: It's been the year of the Big Mac. Anyway. (sighs) what else is dog shit? Let's see, let's see. Uh, Ziggler lost to a stunner KO. Who gives a shit? I don't really care about that match. You already talked about your girl Bianca, so I'm not gonna get into that. Oh, 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 we forgot to talk about this. Lars, Lars, Lars! Lars! Lars. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just saw this in my so, notes. We gotta yeah. talk about this.
0: We're both we we're both like it's it's weird to say like, oh, we're Lars guys, because obviously there's the off the field shit that people whatever. But in terms of on TV, like the way like the way Lars has been, like, I think both of us are are in on this type of character. And like his dominant because he does bring something different to the table um but part of it for me of why i liked him so much was because the motherfucker never talked mm-hmm. in wwe i know why they do this you got to build depth in your characters and i agree for 99 of the time but i don't need to have an attempt to try to feel bad for lars and explain to why he is how he is because he was bullied so he became a bully Shit, like i i don't care with him yet maybe someday when this gets stale but like he's still so new to us because like his original push never really happened because of the injury. So now this is really our like first time of like Lars getting like the fucking rocket ship treatment. But man, like I him talking and I'm like, why does he sound intelligent? He's not supposed to sound intelligent. Oh, it's just I don't I, I know like you can go off on this, but it was just to me it was just like the one reason that I really liked his on screen character so far was because he just beat people up. And they ruined it. Yep. For me, it was it, it was the voice. <laughs> like, I know what he sounds
1: like. I would prefer he doesn't talk. Yep. And the other thing that you kind of harped on a little bit, but I want to dig deeper into is he talked about this thing about the people picking on him. And he cried. Now, look, if you're trying to make him a baby face, if you're trying to give him sympathy, I'm all for it. You're, That's what I mean. It right? was so weird. So the fact, and it's just like, and then my cries turned into smiles, and their laughter turned into horror. And it's just like, I know he's trying very hard, but here's the other thing too that a lot of people don't necessarily think about. Having a sit-down interview with a very, very bright set is not menacing, especially when he's the same size, if probably a little bit smaller than Corey Graves, which is why they were sitting. Corey Graves tried to do the best he could with his flinching and nervous acting and all that other stuff. But... Let me ask you this, JC. This is where I would paint a picture for me. If I was in charge of doing this promo, I would have Corey Graves throughout the night, off commentary, trying to get an interview with the the freak, right? You don't have a sit-down interview with him because it seems like an agreeable thing. If he's a monster, our monsters don't agree with certain things. Also... You look in the deepest, darkest corners of the arena or the Thunderdome. You don't sit down in a bright lit set. Imagine in the boiler room having that thing and you just see him in partly dark and stuff. Then you you add the mystique to him. You add colors and layers to him that he necessarily doesn't have right now because right now we make a joke about certain things. But I like him. I think that there's definitely a possibility to it. They're just doing him dirty. They are. Yep. And I think that you have to, you have to protect somebody like that who has so many tarnishes and kind of warts, no pun intended, like when you look or you hear or you see something about him specifically. And honestly, he's going to get made fun of for a lot of different reasons, but they're not making fun of him for the reasons people are making fun of him for. They're just saying like they're trying to give him something in a backstory, which I understand, but that's, that's fabricated. It's not authentic. He should just be like, you know, people make fun of me on Twitter. You know, like I make decisions in life that they don't necessarily agree with. Then you can get into something specific that might ring true with people if you want to make him a baby face later. But right now, say three words. Grab Corey Graves and say, I'll break you and give you another concussion. That's all you gotta say. That's it. But this whole like this whole thing like bummed me out because I was sitting there going, This this is funny from a comedy standpoint, but I shouldn't be laughing. Like I want, I want him to succeed. I think he can succeed, but they are yeah. like who who shows who's the freak that shows up in a fucking polo? You know what I mean? Like,
0: come on. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, I that was number one for me. If I was in charge, like you said, I wouldn't do it. But number two, like, Corey Graves would have been the last person I'd have to do this. Like, if you're gonna have someone like that do it, have Michael Cole do it. Because we know Michael Cole can easily be scared of this giant. Or maybe it's like a sit-down with like Kayla and she's really freaked out. You know what I mean? But like having Graves do it, it was just like it's not benefiting Lars. And the whole point of doing this promo. Is to benefit Lars and to put him on a different level but I think it just you took two giant steps backward in this problem it's too bad because he that piano song is great but yeah and he'll, he'll probably honestly he's gonna be fine no of course they clearly like are really committed to him and he he really is good like that's the thing I, Like I watch Lars matches and I always expect like oh this is gonna suck and then whether they're short or a little longer I go that was actually pretty good yeah Guy knows what he's doing between the ropes. So
1: sure, it's and again, we make a joke about the Lars bar and the whole thing, but we actually like it's it's like a it's like a discount brawn feeling. Like you want to see this dude just smash somebody. It's like, a different type yeah. of brawn. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's a different different type. Because yeah, just, we both of us enjoy the big guys uh, yeah. beating people up. You know, it's fun. Yeah. So. so very quickly, Carmella does another
1: uh, as we call it a vague book promo where nobody really gives a shit. It was just eh, I'll show you why I'm untouchable. That's great. Nobody cares. Move on. Uh, the Street Profits didn't go after the New Day, which I thought was a missed opportunity. Real yes, big missed which opportunity. Make,
0: they're probably saving it, but still, I, I agree.
1: And then, of course, Street Profits beat the people that are the only in the the, the tag division there, as JC probably will allude to later in his hope. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it that we have on SmackDown or ShitDown, however you feel about
0: it. Um, Hello, I am Elias. Oh, boy. Go ahead, because I don't really have much to say. About All I will say this is: that
1: I've watched a lot of pole matches. I've watched a lot of things on a pole. I've watched a Judy Bagwell and a forklift match in WCW. Go back on the WWE Network and watch it. It's a real thing, folks. Judy Bagwell on a pole. I've seen Viagra on a pole, but a a freaking guitar on a pole is very mild, mannered. It's fine. However, JC, I have never in my life seen somebody have to use that thing and then have to use a pin. I don't think that's ever happened in my life. Like, I, if it has, yeah. It it seems stupid. It's like, why do you get to smash somebody? Then you could potentially lose the match. It's just, it's terrible. Like, and honestly, Elias didn't do a bad job painting the picture of like, my biggest hit will be when I beat up Jeff Hardy, which I was like, okay. He's turning chicken shit into chicken salad or whatever. Chicken salad and chicken shit, whatever it is. And he's doing a good job. But then the match happened and Hardy was slipping and sliding and missing things. And Elias was crowding him. It was a shitty fucking match left and right. There were so many spots. I was like, ugh. I mean the Herna Corona was nice to see a 6-1 Hardy do it, but this match is just like nobody has their heart in it. You can tell. Or it's just maybe it, maybe it's just styles of clash. I don't know. But Elias
0: just isn't good in the ring. We've learned that. Like it's, the reason why we were so heavy on Elias was because obviously the pop and circumstance. He's amazing. He did something nobody else could do. But we always said it, even when he was on SmackDown, or whatever. Then he'd get in the ring and he'd be like, oh, he's pedestrian. So it's not surprising. Because Hardy, like Hardy is like obviously very gifted at a ton of things, but it's just this type of... Going this with this type of style. Like If that guy isn't helping him out, it's going to be shit.
1: So here's what? here's here's the thing that's a little inside baseball, and I'm sure a lot of people already know this, but this is something that they teach you. When you wrestle, or you, you, you entertain in any way, and when you're calling that match, most of the time, I'm sure with the WWE, there's a producer and whatever, but out there, there has to be somebody that's leading that fucking match. There's mm-hmm. somebody that's following and there's somebody leading. Usually the heel is leading the matchup nine times out of ten. Depending on the experience, then it might switch. But... When you watch a match like this, I thought to myself, well, Hardy has the experience, but he's not a leader. He's never, he's, in my opinion, when I've watched Jeff Hardy matches, he is the type of guy to go, okay, what am I falling off of? What am I doing? I'll do that and that and that and that. Again, I'm making a giant leap. This is my opinion. It's not necessarily fact. When I watch Jeff Hardy matches, that's what I think. And, and Matt Hardy has said in in a lot of different things for the TLC matches him Bubba Ray Edge and Christian would put it together the other two you know Devon and Jeff would just show up and be like what am I doing they know they're yeah. all Jeff knows is wrong Jeff isn't a leader Elias isn't good enough to be a ring general leader so this match had dog shit written all over it and I was pleasantly surprised how bad that it was because I I thought it wasn't going to be that bad pleasantly surprised yes how bad yes was. because I thought it was going to be Worse, worse. But then I was like,
0: "Well, he smashed." Messel him. just gave them a backwards combo. Yeah, wow. it was
1: bizarre. Like it's bad. Uh, bizarre. The, the only thing was, here's the thing: it was a shitty match to begin with, so I had I had really bad hopes. But I thought like the guitar was gonna fall. I thought something terrible was gonna happen. But I just got really pissed off with the fucking pinfall. Like that to me was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, like think about that. I hit you with a fucking guitar. The bell doesn't ring. Come on. Like that to me is egregious. Egregious.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Let's move on. Let's move on. We already talked about your flex appeal uh, defeating.
0: Well, I I think we got to talk about, we got to get to the the women's division. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So it's just like, obviously Nia and Shayna beat Mandy and Dana. Lana was out there. She tried to interfere. And that sets up a match later in the night where Nia says she's going to kill Lana so she can't be on the team. And literally, this is one of those matches where I'm watching it and I am uncomfortable because of how Nia is treating Lana. Nia is doing her job incredibly in this match. She is being the ultimate bully where it's like Lana has been someone who's like taken a lot of criticism in the last couple of years for millions of different reasons in WWE. But like watching this match if you're watching it and you aren't feeling bad for her, then you're not human. Because if they're trying to build her up as a babyface like this segment, went a lot of way to doing it. I personally don't care about it as much because I'm not whatever, but like I was uncomfortable watching Nia just bully and beat the crap out of Lana, who to her credit, just kept getting up. This is like Lana just kept, and as I'm watching this, I'm like, Rusev might've been fucking onto something. I know he was defending his wife, but like, if Lana has the ability to put up this perceived amount of fight and like what we know she can be like at her peak promo wise and stuff, they could actually have something, but it's just, it's, I don't know. I just, I'm not bought into it. And of course, we eventually got the table spot, which you thought I saw on Twitter that it wasn't going to happen. And Ray told you, not so fast, in the words of Lee Corso, because you eventually did get it. But I was uncomfortable watching this. And I think that's exactly how they wanted me to feel.
1: Listen, I'm a big Nia fan. So you know what? I'm not like most. The people. only one. I know She's not like most listen, girls.
0: You're not like most fans. It's
1: true. It's true. I'm not like most people. I love Nia Jax. I think her and Shayna Baszler have done an amazing job so far with their promos. Oh, Shayna's great. Yeah. I think they're good. Nia great. was
0: I, very good in this match.
1: Yeah, it was, it, the match was eh, cause it was like literally just over the cusp of a jobber alert. But it, well, is, it was just
0: a beat down. It wasn't even really a match. No, 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 was Lana, a, Lana, was was,
1: Lana was a jobber alert. I'm talking about the tag match. It was almost a jobber oh, alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was three minutes and a half. So I would, I, there, there is a grace period there. I could have called them jobbers but based on your love for Mandy, I did not. So that's It's very, not because it's over three minutes, Britt. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what I see. Don't be capping.
0: Stop trying to cap. Cap? As in Jeffrey? You don't know what, don't know what capping means? Capping is what the kids say now. Like, don't be capping. What the hell is that? Think of how I'm saying it. I'm telling you to don't be capping. So don't cap, bro. Don't be negative? Essentially. Yeah. Don't be capping. Listen, I'm not going to have to look it up on Urban Dictionary. You're going to have yeah. to tell me. Try try to be hip, WrestleMania. For once in your life.
1: Please. If I if I was hip, I'd break it. I mean, that's exactly how I'd feel. I'd break my hip. All right. Let's <laughs> that move is on. true. That's it. I'm getting old.
0: <laughs> that is, well. <valid. sighs>
1: anyway. I got uh, nothing else. Okay, well the lucha, yeah, we was gonna say lucha house party, but that you don't like talking about them. I think we're good.
0: I think we should move on to something else because I think glorious. We, uh... You are my only hope. Do you have yours ready? or do You want me to go? Go ahead. I'll, I'll think of something. So I'm looking at it. We obviously complain all the time about the smack uh, the tag team divisions not having any depth. Blah blah blah. And it's just like there's only a few teams. But once I saw what happened with Jay Uso on Friday, it got me thinking. It's like Street Profits got Zaglorious, I believe, was on SmackDown and Nakazaro for potential opponents There might be others, but they aren't really up there to like really be relevant. So it's like what I'm thinking of, like the street profits are just going to keep running through these teams. I'm like, what's the next big feud they could have where it's like, okay, this is a main event caliber feud. And it is the heel Usos. Whenever Jimmy's available to come back, the street profits versus a heel Usos feud would be super hot fire. It would probably be the best tag team feud in WWE since the new day and Usos amazing feud which lasted forever and culminated at the Hell in the Cell for one of the better Hell in the Cell matches we've ever seen. But man, I am all in on that. Because the Street Profits are so good. They're so good. In the ring, out of the ring, around the ring. Everything about the Street Profits. You talk about 2020 tag teams, and we're going to have it on JobberKnocker.com soon. PWIs doing their top 100. We're doing our JobberKnocker top 10, November 2019 and November 2020. You know the Street Profits are going to be high on that list, deservedly so. But them in the heel Usos, man, that gives me all the feels. Because... If you're a longtime listener to this program, you know I love tag team wrestling. There's a lot of tag teams I love, and I love these guys. I love the Street Profits. I love the Usos. But there's something about having the heel Usos, because that's when we really started to appreciate the Usos, was when they finally turned them heel and they started doing those promos, day one-ish, the Uso penitentiary. So once eventually Jimmy comes back and they're ready to go, SmackDown could have a main event feud between two tag teams. So you know what? I want this. Maybe they save it for WrestleMania. I think that'd be awesome. Because it'd give tag team wrestling the like top of the card treatment they deserve with these two teams. It'll be a hell of a match and a hell of a feud. So that's my hope. Make it happen, WWE. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Good, good job, WrestleMania.
1: We'll see. My hope is uh, something that I thought about very much is um retribution. Like I I've sit here and we, you know, you've you shit on them earlier talking about how they literally have now done nothing. So here's the thing. You love your boy, Ricochet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm thinking to myself, I would like to see Ricochet. They, they almost went after Tucker and in my head. I'm like, oh God, is Tucker going to They did win? go after Tucker. No, no, no. But I mean, like, they didn't really go after Tucker the way they went after your boy. So I was thinking to myself, if you look closely, you got to think about this. The Ricochet said no to the Hurt Business. He got out of the Hurt Business, as you said, with his, uh, his I've got the Vapors Fall cell. And... Uh, <laughs> which was great. And then so he does that. And then, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, he has that logic, that that lineage with uh, his boy Mustafa Ali. I think Ricochet, as much as a superhero, I'd like to see a little bit of edge with him. I want to see Retribution get Ricochet. I think that that would be good because otherwise, is Ricochet going to take on five guys every week? I hope not. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. Because then it'd just be a five-on-one situation, which nobody wants five people on one, right? That'd be a new definition of pew, pew, pew. There'd be a lot of pee, 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 pew, 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 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Just saying, you know, it's a lot of stuff. It's it's five guys, burgers and fries. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, But it's all right. Listen, so I think that eventually it didn't work with the Hurt Business, especially if he doesn't like the Hurt Business. I think there's logic there too, where I think that Ricochet's literally done nothing, like in the last, I don't know, six months. I think the only thing he actually had of merit was that he took on Brock Lesnar before the pandemic, which was great Yeah, cool.
0: ever since then, he's done nothing. 2019 was the year of Ricochet. He had the most wins like yeah. in WWE. But this year was just kind of like he had started off hot with that feud. But since then, they've just kind of been like, we don't really know what to do with you. So we're just going to have you lose top stars all year. So I think that
1: there's a lot of positives with that guy. And uh, I think that there needs to be something with Retribution, especially if they act a certain way on Twitter. And they have all these people that they supposedly have like that's the other thing too is he talks about all these people that they have and they don't use them i would love to see them just kind of not like the nwo where everybody is in the fucking retribution but like i think that having mustafa ali talk ricochet doesn't talk very well it's it's good to put him in there i think that there's a lot of positives you can have here because he has i think that i think honestly going forward maybe not right now but retribution eventually will become big baby faces i think i really do believe that I think that "big" is the strong word. But okay, I moderate, guess baby face. moderate. <laughs> spicy, moderate, not extra sure. spicy, not Mid-car. super hot, but maybe spicy. Okay, <laughs> spicy baby faces. Okay, un poco caliente. Sure, don't speak Spanish, but it sounds good. It means a, a little hot. Okay, un poco. Is that one? There you un go. Poco? Yeah, there you go. Oh no, sorry. Un poquito, poquito. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't. I don't spend enough Spanish. I apologize to anybody that speaks Spanish. I, I'm not very good at it. Anyway, that's my hope. I hope that Ricochet joins Retribution, and maybe they get something going here. Because honestly, we're we're uh, we're treading water, and we're treading real hard.
0: Well, don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. Pew, pew, pew. That's my comeback. Is my boy Ricochet? He got drafted high in the draft, just kind of did nothing. But this week, he answered a challenge from Tucker, and uh, as you would like to say on Twitter, Nestle, Jabber Alert! Uh, Ali was out there watching, and you know what? I will say this for this: a Ricochet Ali feud, I think, would be a lot of fun because these two guys in the ring would put on a fucking show. But I honestly, I think it's gonna be like, maybe Ricochet is just the faction killer. He won his feud against the Hurt Business. He's probably gonna win his feud against Retribution. I don't think he's gonna join him. I think they just want, they realized, they looked at it and they're like, Retribution lost to the Hurt Business. Ricochet is done with the Hurt Business. Ali and Ricochet obviously have a lot of history as friends. So Ali can do some good promo work in selling the match and hopefully Ricochet keeps his mouth shut. But in the ring, this match will be super hot fire. So I think that's what they're going for, but it's just, it's, it's not great for retribution in my opinion, because nothing's, I don't good. Know. nothing's yeah. good for them, but it's good for Ricochet. So he gets my comeback.
1: All right. Now we're getting into, of course, your comeback, my comeback, <laughs> which is better than your comeback. It's not true. TJ wants you to sit down. I want you to make sure that you're listening. I'm giving my comeback to NXT. Not specifically the whole show. But we will talk more about Halloween Havoc in a moment. I loved the segment with uh, Oni Lurkin and, you know, Birch and Pat McAfee. How you doing? Keep it moving. I started... I love that. <laughs> uh, which makes me feel like he's making fun of Enzo. I know he's not, but it made me feel like he was. Uh, but uh, I, I I loved... My comeback goes to Pete Dunne. I did. I kind of saw it coming when he came out, obviously. But I thought to myself, well, this, uh, TJ said this smells of war games, of course, which... You know the Undisputed Era have been the literal four horsemen of the, the, you know, the equivalent to the NXT War Games. Uh, They they will be in literally everything it seems when it comes to War Games. So this one makes the most logical sense to me because a lot of these other times have been like thrown together. This is the first time I've actually went and thought the War Games is necessary for something like this. So Triple H has done a great job with it. Pete Dunne and having you know the one two punch those are legit legit badasses and then Pat McAfee is the mouthpiece make perfect sense against the beaten up undisputed era who kinda are baby faces in this aspect. They are, they're hundred percent
0: baby faces now. And right? Kyle O'Reilly by the way Kyle O'Reilly's the, O'Reilly's the biggest baby face Oh of my all. God.
1: Kyle O'Reilly I can't speak enough of this man. I'm not gonna give him the curse, but I just will say that uh he's he's somebody on Twitter that if you're not following you should follow. That's all.
0: So my he's comeback great. goes to the one and only Pete Dunn. And look at that. We're gonna transition right to the big finish. And we're going to talk about Halloween Havoc first. We're going to get to full gear predictions in a moment. Don't you worry. But Nestlemania, I think we both agree, Halloween Havoc was a hell of a show.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I have to definitely start off with the first match of the night, which was, you know, our boy, um, well, not my boy, but uh, well, our boy Ray Ray uh, texted us and said, uh, now I know why Nestle hates Johnny Gargano. He killed the pumpkin. <laughs> so I understood that we couldn't keep the pumpkin there the whole time, but I was sitting there going, oh, we should have had a bigger pumpkin. It would have been so much better. <laughs> Uh, but obviously a Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc versus, you know, NXT Halloween Havoc. I knew that the wheel obviously was going to be, you know, gimmicked, as they say. Uh, so that happened. The Devil's Playground match with no countouts and no disqualifications and all that was fine. Um, it was a good, fun match where, like, Johnny Gargano did a good job. He, he kept it under, I think, 45 minutes. So, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I'm giving him as many compliments as I can, TJ. I'm sorry. Damien Priest did a good job, too. I didn't know if the ending really made any sense.
0: So it <laughs> made me. But I'm willing to look past it because it's Halloween, you know? So, yeah, it was a masked assailant helped Johnny Gargano? And I, there was a lot of people going off on Twitter. A lot of people assumed it was a male, and it could be. But my first thought was like, there was this girl named Indy Hartwell who's been helping out Candace. And we saw, obviously, later in the night, it came back there. So I don't know if there's two different ones or if it's just her the whole time, but that's immediately where my mind went. I believe you thought it was Tommaso Champa From the boots. There are other people who thought it was like 50 other people, so.
1: Let's hope we find out. I think that Candice is overdue. I mean, we can go straight to the main event if you want. Um, yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, uh, the problem with the TLC, this is making me giggles. It's like the tables, ladders, and scares match, like. I know what they're doing. We all wanted stairs and yes. you know it, but yes.
0: Rowan, they fired him, so we can't have that. Match.
1: Exactly, exactly. T- he's a specialist. He's a TLS. T- yes. S- Tables,
0: ladders, chairs, and stairs. Oh,
1: stairs. Yeah, I can't TLCS. Spell. Yeah, TLCS. There you go. It makes it sound like a fucking divisional big game or something. <laughs> uh, so, no, look, I-, I was excited. And I have to say, um, a lot of people were concerned with Candace. That was the nicest bump she could have taken into that ladder. So, I, she's perfectly fine. If I had to guess, because it, it, when you guys were freaking out Dr. over it, Nessel. oh my God. Dr. Nessel. I'm telling you right now, stitch it up. Put some ice on it. Ice up. Yeah. Ice up.
0: She's fine. She's fine. Ice up, son. Ice up, son. <laughs> She's fine. So listen. EO won though, and that's all that matters, because EO. EO is a fucking superstar.
1: You want to talk about superstars? We're going to go to Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. I'm telling you right now, JC, I did not. I did not know I was going to enjoy this match, but I did. I did very much. Uh, I, I, Raquel Gonzalez has star written all over. Not as She's she taken,
0: she's taken Nestle to new heights.
1: There's, I know Rhea Ripley will be a megastar. Like we know that planet Fluff Fluga shot to the fucking moon, but Raquel Gonzalez, Vince is going to look at her and go, yes, she's like Tamina, but with talent, you know, it's like, that's exactly <laughs> like, not that, it, not that Tamina gets Raquel anywhere. I think
0: Triple H might like it more. He likes the big girls. She
1: does. He does she does have a very Joni China esque kind of feel. I understand how you're going there. But uh I just gotta say, I gotta give a special shout out. She almost got my comeback, but I thought that Pete Dunn had a better day. So that's why Pete
0: Dunn got it. Um we're gonna We move. are bearing, we are bearing the lead though, because my favorite thing of the night was to the moon, Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. And I don't remember the name of the match, I know you had me read it three times. It the Haunted like House of Terror. The, yeah, but it was like there was more than that. It was like the haunted horrors house of something or whatever.
1: I'm reading what it says on WWE.com. It's okay. The Haunted this House match of Terror match.
0: Fucking awesome. It I was. loved every moment of it. Cameron Grimes, like, this guy is a fucking rock star in terms of selling this shit because when you're in a with Dexter Loomis, like he's so cool because he doesn't do anything. He doesn't say anything. He's just creepy. So you needed for this match to work, you needed an opponent that could literally carry the entire match when he's by himself on screen, 99% of it. And Cameron Grimes fucking knocked it out of the park. Like, if I gave my comeback to an NXT person this week to go with you, it would have been Cameron Grimes because this guy's a fucking stud. He continues to sell me more and more. A guy that we couldn't stand, WrestleMania. I have 180 on him more than anyone in my entire life. This match was so much fucking fun. I will watch it again and again and again. I did appreciate the fact that he kept calling, Mr. Regal, Mr. Mr. Regal. I don't know where to go, Mr. Regal. You come with me, Mr.
1: Regal. It, it was a little too much slapstick eventually. I didn't like the, uh, like, I understand what they were doing, but it was very like Randy Orton and, and Bray Wyatt House of Horrors kind of thing. But they added the horror movie aspect of it with the creepy people, which actually jump scared me a couple of times. I'm like, oh, okay, like, they got some it. legit scary people. Yep. And then it obviously came back into the Capitol Wrestling Center, which, again, made it look pretty great with the background and the woods and the whole deal and the people like coming out of the ground. Like I bought in. I bought in, and I thought it was great. Honestly, I don't necessarily think it's the best. It's not going to – I think somebody in the thread said it, and we should probably add
0: this if we haven't already to the Knocker Awards, best cinematic matches. Yeah, I think so. What TJ and I decided, here's a little tease, is that I think we're going to split up our best match category to – best wrestling match and best cinematic match just because there are so many this year and like when we get into debates between these types of matches and actual match, they feel like two different things. So I think for one year only at least, it'll be broken up into two different ones.
1: I believe that is correct. And then of course, nobody cares about Phantasma and whatever else went on there. So that's yeah, moving on. Nobody anyway, nobody fucking cares. Nobody the cares. real
0: Cruiserweight champion is finally wrestling against NXT UK. Speaking of NXT UK, like I mentioned earlier, um, Walter and Dragonoff that match, I if you are a wrestling fan, you have to watch it. Um, it was an absolute fucking drag out brawl, not always my favorite type of thing, but these two guys, like they sacrificed themselves for your entertainment. So I think it deserves your half hour. So I can't recommend watching enough. I think if you call yourself a wrestling fan, you have to go out of your way to find the half hour to watch that match. That's all I'll say. What a sell job. Yeah. No, you have to. It's like I said, it probably isn't going to make our nominees for match of the year. Unless no. if all you guys tell me and TJ differently, or if he has a different thought. But it absolutely is a match that you cannot not see. or
1: Yeah, you'll not not be loving it.
0: Yeah, so JabberDocker.com, that's the website where uh, you can see all our predictions for Full Gear, which Nesselmanian and I are about to run through in a moment, that's as great. well as our weekly. Here we go. You ready for this? We got yep. Impact on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, we got NXT and AEW. On Thursdays, will be NXT UK coming soon. Obviously, we talked about earlier the PWI is doing their top 100 tag teams this month. Our boy TJ is BCSing our picks for top 10 tag teams. So, a job or knocker top 10, that'll be can't miss content right there. Of course, on our website, the number one wrestling website in the world. Um, but also, you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or Amazon Music or Google Play or archived on YouTube, which I guess it, whatever. So, like, subscribe, comment, five stars, five flames. We appreciate it. It goes a long way to help us out. Like we say every week, you can actually re-rate it five stars every week, so please do that if you can. And, uh, yeah, but also Twitter at Jabberknocker, at Nestle Mania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at RayRay Ray of the JK, at billyd 2411 at Joe Pollock 47 at TJ of the JK, at DomiFeds33, and at Danny Fab with one N. One N in Danny. Um, is that everyone? I think so. I think that's everyone. Facebook Jabberknocker, Instagram Jabberknocker, because we're everywhere you want to be on social media. Woo! Hey, I, you know Nestle. what?
1: I think it's time to kick it into full gear.
0: We're gonna not—we're not going to the fast lane yet, but we are kicking it into full gear. And WrestleMania, AEW has a loaded car If you like some wrestling, should be a good show this Saturday. Um, we're gonna kick it off though with a pre-show match or the buy-in, whatever they call it. It's a singles match between one of the most must-see wrestlers on the planet, Orange Cassidy, against Hi Ho John Silver of the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> um this guy like he definitely has a cult following i think this guy sucks but that's just my opinion there are a lot of people like you might like him for god a lineup, damn it that was funny sorry give me orange cassidy orange is my favorite
1: color and uh i'm going with orange cassidy because why the fuck not
0: yeah because he's the man and you know he's gonna put in just enough effort to get the win so next up we have like i said this is a pretty loaded card so i'm gonna try to build our way up so we we'll to skip around so hopefully i don't miss anything but uh we have uh, probably the match that I'd put at the bottom of the card. Um, it would probably be Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. It's a elite deletion match, which kind of perks my interest a little bit because it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, but since it has the word deletion in it, I got to pick Matt Hardy.
1: I was going to say, very smart pick. I'm going to pick Matt Hardy as well because, again, Matthew does not usually lose in uh, these deletions. And I think it... So that's the other thing too. This might be another one that's in the good cinematic universe kind of thing too that we may have to put in the job or Knock rewards.
0: So we have to keep an eye out for it. We'll see. That, that category is loaded. So this thing would have to be really good. Um, next up, we have a singles match for the AEW Women's Championship with Hikaru Shida, who's a great champion just with no way to fight. So why not fight Nyla Rose for the 10th time and why not have Shida retain again? You know...
1: It's hard because I want to pick correctly but then my brain gets involved. <coughs> so, you know. Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to end up picking up everything that you say, and that means I'm not going to get any extra points. I'm I gonna... don't know. I don't
0: know. We might differ on a few of these.
1: You know what? I'm going to go, Sheeta. That's fine. I just, Smart pick.
0: I just – I there's something about – If you ask me for a Stone Cold Lock on this card, I think the three that we've already picked are the Stone Cold Locks. Most confident.
1: Really? Because I think there's a chance Sammy could win, too. That's the kind of the –
0: there's a chance there's a chance i don't know i think he's still being punished so find out so you're picking shito we'll move on where i'm looking at the rest of these matches and they're strong um probably my least favorite of the next and it's probably going to be the main event but i'm going to put it here it is an i quit match for the AEW world championship john moxley defends against eddie kingston a lot of people are hyped for this because they love eddie kingston i'm not fully sold in him in the ring I would think that John Moxley is going to retain here, but I could see AEW doing the most AEW thing ever in fucking making Kingston their champion, but I'm going to pick John Moxley. Nobody knows, I'm sorry. Nobody knows who fucking
1: Eddie Kingston is for the 60% of the universe doesn't know who Yikes. he is. Yikes. Sorry. More than that.
0: 60% that's being nice. I was
1: trying to be nice. He's very good. He's got a great one of the best promos probably right now, but it's just I agree. You got to look at the people that hold that championship, not Cody's, but you hold that championship. You have to be well-known across the board, across the fucking board to get that championship. There's
0: only championship. been two, bro.
1: I'm just saying. Those <laughs> two have been
0: known across the board. There's only been two on that and the TNT title. There's only been two champions on each. So. I know. And these are all WWE guys. Just saying. Anyway, let's move on. You're not wrong. Uh, so yeah, we're both picking Moxley. Next up, we have... Lin-Man. So the, the four matches left, I love. We'll do the AEW TNT Championship match next because... Darby just kind of got this as a gift, I guess. But Cody, the against Darby Allen. We've seen these guys fight before. Their matches have been super hot fire. So I expect this, even with very little lead-up, to once again be super hot fire at Nestlemania. Here's my first upset special. Ooh. I think Darby Allen is going to pull the upset and become the new TNT champion.
1: You could potentially be correct. I just don't think that Cody can get out of his own way. So Cody wins in my aspect. That's what I feel like. I think that he, uh, he has to hold that championship. And... uh
0: that's that he's 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 the captain of the ship i do agree that he's the captain of the ship but uh next up we have let's see where should we go next? well we'll do a singles match um chris jericho versus mjf this has been a fun little back and forth um for the majority of us that enjoy entertainment um but the stipulation is if mjf wins the match he is allowed to join the inner circle so nestle who you got I think that uh,
1: Maxwell Jacob Friedman is going to pull off the upset here. I think that uh, Chris Jericho is in put over people that need it mood, uh, and I think that when Chris is motivated, call him Chris like I know him, and I think that's <clears> going to <throat> happen. I think that uh, you know MJF is a star. He's been a star forever. He's just needed the right kind of thing. I don't necessarily know if they're going to pull the trigger and have the inner circle turn on Jericho right away. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to try to smooth this out a little bit later. But uh, well, considering
0: half the inner circle hates him,
1: so. Yeah, that's true.
0: That- <laughs> He's has to fight Santana and Sammy on Wednesday.
1: So Yeah, that's true. But I see that being a schmoz as well, so we'll see. We'll
0: so, see. yeah, I am also going to pick MJF, but the reason why this is so interesting for me is MJF has his cohort, Wardlow, who's been very loyal to him. But if MJF gets in the inner circle, is he going to have to ditch Wardlow? So that's also another interesting thing to think about, but I do think MJF gets the win because this storyline is far from over. Absolutely. And I
1: think Wardlow is going to be a big babyface. He's going to be a Brian Cage babyface because they don't have enough of
0: those next up we have two of the most anticipated wrestling matches in a long time i am going to start with the number one contender match it is the finals of the aew world championship eliminator tournament the winner receives a future aew world championship match it is hangman adam page and kenny omega WrestleMania. i'm going with the cleaner but i think this match is also going to be super hot fire I think that they know each other very
1: well. They definitely are giving to the right people. And I think that uh, Omega, it is now time to clean sweep that Moxley under the rug. Yes. Um, I think it is time. Moxley's kind of had a you know a rough go of it when it's come to either challengers or himself with COVID and whatever in the pandemic. He's done the best he could, but I think the cleaner needs to fucking happen. I think that it is time. He's not necessarily, and in my opinion,
0: 70% of the universe know who Kenny, Kenny Omega is, but you know- He's the, a guy that should have got a much bigger push when they initially started AEW to show how amazing he really is to a lot of people who weren't familiar with it. It took him a while, but I think they're finally doing it. He has the grandiose entrance now, which I think it's like, that just screams like, this is, this is your next champion. And, you know, Moxley, he's a people's champion, but without the people. So it doesn't make sense. So get the cleaner in there. He picks up the win. WrestleMania. next up, we're going to go to hashtag my main event because this is one of the most hyped matches for me of all time. Because these two teams have been feuding with each other for years. For years before anybody even thought it would be possible. And it is a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. If AEW had balls, this would main event the show. If the Young Bucks lose, they're going full Cody. They're never going to challenge for the World Tag Team Championships again. Does that mean, Nestle that you're going to pick the Young Bucks?
1: I'm so fucking fed up with this EVP not challenging for shit stuff again. Like When I heard that, I went... <sighs>
0: You, ha- I agree. you had, it's you stupid. had to stupid.
1: You had to fucking say that. Cuz
0: FTR is winning this match, I think.
1: There's there's a logic that I believe that uh, but the thing is is are you really going to do that same thing? Like are you yep. really going to like there is yep. a part of me that feels, very much feels that the that the Young Bucks are going to win. I do, because I think that, that they are the
0: best tag team in the, the the universe. I disagree with that now. I think at one point they were, but I I don't think they are anymore. I just—I think it's—it's it's the team across from them might be, but there are a few in WWE that have a could be nominated as well. Fine, you know what? You—you've changed my mind. I'm gonna go with the FTR. <laughs> We're both gonna be Ron, then. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, Knocker Boys? Since you guys get to listen to us first, you should all pick the Young Bucks. I will say, uh, hey, what do you think about what I said though? Do you think this should main event the show? Because uh, I think this is more interesting than Moxley Kingston. I,
1: I don't know. I think that because it's Nike match. This match
0: is like six or seven years in the making. I
1: mean, if it had crowd, absolutely. But it doesn't have a crowd, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, but you can say that about almost all AEW matches because the way they build up people, they're all kind of like... Like, Kingston would be better with a crowd. Moxley's supposed to have a crowd. Like, Darby Allen should have a crowd. Right. Like, both these two teams should have a crowd. Jericho should have a crowd. MJF should have a crowd. Matt Hardy should have a crowd. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked.
1: I'm shocked that this match is happening because I thought they were going to save it. I really did. Me too. By the way, you, uh, you, you did skip one. This might be your main event, Miro, and Kip... Uh, Oh, that, best friend. so that that isn't on the Wikipedia. But that's so. what your boy TJ set up. So I'm just letting you know. Okay,
0: so if that is there, I'm picking Miro, obviously. All right, sure. But, but yeah. yeah, it's not. That's not on the official listing, but that would make sense as something they would add. I'm just saying that's what it nope, is. No, that's good. See, that's that's why we're a team,
1: WrestleMania. I'm putting us both in for Miro because we need a Miro.
0: Yeah, and he's the goat. I don't know about that. Even but... though I don't, I don't love the way AEW has started him, but. It's hard with AEW because the top of their card is so cluttered, they had to break him in. At least they kind of have him around. Slow build. Slow build for Miro. All right. Well, on that note,
1: we've gotten through full gear. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy that. uh, You know, it's a lot of wrestling this weekend, so it's going to be a lot of fun for you. Eight matches, nine matches, whatever it is. It's going to be a lot of good times. Make sure you check out everything on Jabberknocker.com, and we'll be back next week with more Jabberknockery.